You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. Hey everybody, oh, thank so you good. for joining us because it's off by a couple seconds. Oh. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. I I have the applause going. Oh yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, studio audience. Thank She's having you, a little bit of fun. Studio with audience. Learning new things, learning new things. So good to have you here, Vanessa. Why don't you uh, this is my co-host today, Vanessa. I wish we could hear it. Too. I know. Well, we could if we had headphones on. Oh, I see. I see. Um, so go ahead. Tell us tell us who we are. Welcome to Word on the Way. Thank you for listening in. We are, we appreciate you listening in. Comment. Um, yeah, and share. Share, share, share. Like, share, love. You know, all that good stuff. Like, love. There's Mario. Good to see you, Mario. Even though you didn't make us pancakes and I'm gonna or pizza. I'm going to stick by him. I'm going to stick by him. <laughs> I'm going to stick by him. Uh, tell us where you're watching from. Did you say yes, that already? No, I did not. My bad. Where are you watching from? Where you at? Where you at? Uh, if you're a web developer, we could use you. Yes, please. If you develop websites, we are starting our own website. It's uh, not on yet, so don't try to go to it, but it's going to be wordontheway.org, mm-hmm. an organization mm-hmm. um, moving up. 
And so if you're a web developer, like, I would appreciate it. It, it has to be free. Like, I, I don't got anything. So. <laughs> not yet. Um, not not yet. yet. Yeah, of course We're not. We're moving up. Glow to glory. Um, and thank you, Mario, for watching us from your office at your desk. Um, somebody's got to do nothing at work, and it might as well be you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. Can you pay my bills? Can, Can you pay, pay my telephone bills? bills? Can you pay my electricity bills? Electric bills? Um, he does. He does, though. Mm-hmm. He takes care of it all. I I personally want us to own, like, a farm so that Mario can do all of the plowing and stuff. And, like... It would be cool if we owned the farm. Yeah. I think, I think you know, I can get used to that. <laughs> She's like, I would do a farm but without the animals. No, I think I would rather farm than do construction work. Oh, so you I do. Okay. I think I would rather farm. I would be fine with getting dirty, but construction work is <laughs> Because happy. I already paid her bills. What did he say here? I already I already her. gave you credit. Yup. <laughs> she gave you good credit. Um, okay, so we want to farm. But anyway, uh, what did you do this weekend? What did I do? What didn't you do this weekend? This has been. A I'm so great exhausted, week. and I feel like I didn't even do anything. It's it was a great week for um, oh, my family. Yes, but this particular it has been weekend, amazing. it was. Uh, what 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 was it? I don't even know. I like I'm drawing a blank. No. So happy Monday if you're also drawing a blank, um, because we don't know. I mean, I know we were together. But what were we doing? Oh, we had I had I had some guests over, so I had Jayla and Gabby sleep uh-huh. over, so I had guests over. Why did I come over the one day? What did we do? You, our kids went swimming, and then it started oh, a thunderstorm, right. and then oh, yeah. they all had to run out of the pool. I remember that that happened. Uh, and we watched sermons. We watched. Oh, we finally got to watch Megalis. She was fire, fire. offering sermon. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that awesome? It was very good. Um, yo, guys, I think I needed rest because my last weekend was such an emotional high that I needed to, like, I needed to recuperate. So you're telling us you're high? Yes, spiritually. Yes. I'm a little drunk in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Better than the other time. No. Yeah. Better better than the other kind. Let me tell you from personal experience, better than the other kind of drunk. You never drank. I mean, you didn't like drinking. No, I did drink. But you didn't like it. I didn't like smoking. I didn't. Oh, like, it was smoking. That's right. You already yeah, told me. I did drink, but I didn't like smoking. I didn't like that. It's. I feel. Like, I feel like it smells and it makes you smell. So you're saying that being spiritual is better than being drunk. Amen. Amen. I'm. I'm in agreement. Um, what to do when church hurts? When church hurts, do I have to go to church? And what does the Bible say? I'm sorry if you're watching our series. Last week, I entitled the series, The Bible Doesn't Say That. But then I realized this is going to be really difficult to title because no matter which way I go, you're going to wonder, is she saying that the Bible doesn't say that? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had to change the series title to What Does the Bible Say? And so what do we do when church hurts? Do I have to go to church? These are questions that people are Googling and they don't have the answer to. So if you know somebody who is like, maybe they are standoffish because they've been hurt at church. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, I'm going to say that 90% of the time um, when somebody does believe that God exists, 
but they don't go to church, it's because they had either a bad experience with church or they had a bad, somebody in their family had a bad experience with church. Mm -hmm. Um, The other 10%, a lot of the times is like they had a, there was a premature death in their family. And so they're angry at God. They know he exists, but they're angry at God, which we can't go into that today. It's not God who kills. It is the enemy who kills, steals, kills, and destroys. John 10, 10. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's John 10. No, 10. Right. Um, so all of that to say, we want to, and also I, every time that I say all of that to say, you guys get $50. So, cause apparently I say it a lot. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You don't get anything, but, um, I say that a lot and I don't know why. Um, all that to say. What are, what are we supposed to do when church hurts? Like, I, wanna, I want to meet with God, mm-hmm. but sometimes it hurts. And in addition to that, not everybody knows why do you even go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask somebody, if it wasn't for people, would you want to know God? Like, if it wasn't for all the stuff that you know about the people who are in church, if it was just God in church, that's what I ask. Yeah. Um, would you go to church all the time? And everybody raises their hand. Yeah. They absolutely, because they want to connect with God. It's the people that make it hard at times. Mm-hmm. So this is not to be critical in any way, not to be judgmental in any way, but as Tiff Shuttlesworth says, to be transparent and to be honest and to show you a way forward. Yeah. How do I go forward from this point? Yeah. There's church hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's church trauma. Yeah, there's spiritual abuse out there. Yes. Um, but in light in the scripture, in light of the scriptures, in light of what God shows us we should be doing and can be doing to receive encouragement, what do I do? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When church hurts, do I really have to go to church? What does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. have you... Oh, um, Mario said you run away. Um, have you... <laughs> Have you ever had any type of experience with church hurt? Me? <laughs> She's like, who are you talking are you, to? You sorry, not me. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, we've been doing this for a while now, and I'm just wondering why the microphone is like seven feet from your face. It doesn't oh, have to be up in your mouth, but like, oh my I mean, at least look at, at least like this, if you could. Mm-hmm. Does that mean hang loose? So, um, church hurt. Have I ever... Um, experienced church hurt. Now, because we go to a church, mm-hmm. I'm certain that there are people who are in the church that you go to right now that have hurt you. And I'm sure that you've hurt people who are in this church mm-hmm. because we hurt each other. Sometimes we don't even know it. We hurt each other with no intentions to ever hurting, hurting each other. And we love each other very deeply. Mm-hmm. So please, if you go to the church that we go to, it's not about you. No. I don't, like, we don't have to make a podcast about you. If I no. want to talk about you, I'll go to my prayer closet. Mm-mm. Um, I ain't going to hell for petty stuff. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, so if you've experienced, what kind of church hurt have you experienced that got you to the point where you were like, ah, man, this might pull me away from God? Mm-hmm. Um, I think... A, or maybe an experience that you want to share. I think a big one is um, gossip. Mm. I think um, when you haven't met certain people's expectation and you, like... I've fallen short. Um, maybe someone expected me to live up to a certain expectation, live up to a certain standard, and I fell short. Um, or you know, or there's jealousy, um, and this is all pertaining to like my life. There's mm-hmm. either been if I gave attention elsewhere, uh, someone then felt neglected or jealous, 
and then it created this gossip it created this division it created um all this like tension and problems and it spreads it it spreads more than we are willing to spread the gospel Ooh, jesus christ have mercy on us we're willing to spit we're willing hold on to spread gossip more than we're willing to spread the gospel Jesus have mercy on us. <laughs> so, um, personally, it it has been a lot of times that I've disappointed somebody in some way, whether meaning to or not. Um, I've been a mess up too. But a lot of times, mm. you know, you make mistakes, and I think that you've disappointed somebody, um, and then they, in their flesh, then respond through gossip, through anger, through jealousy, um, false accusations, all kinds of things, and it spreads. And back then, you know, you, I felt like, man, I, I have no hope. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a ugly person. I'm no good. I am of no use to the kingdom of God. I've yeah. used those exact words to my friend and said to her, uh, what's the point of going? I am of no use. No one's going to look at me as though I can be of any use to the kingdom of God. And that's what I'm there for. I am there to, to grow, to learn, and to be able to be used by God. And so if everyone is going to talk junk about me, why should I go? Well, for I feel like for you it was more like um, if everybody thinks so poorly of me, how can I do anything of value? Yeah. It was... You weren't like, well, I'm just not going to go then because people think so badly about me. It was more like, what value can I add to anybody if mm -hmm. everybody thinks that I'm horrible and that's what's being spread around? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that I wanted to, like, stop attending church because that no one can take that from me. But it was I will then don't not be in any ministry. I will not be on the spotlight. I will not talk. I will I will stay silent all the days of my life and sit in a pew and just soak in God's love. Like I think it's interesting because this I I can remember like um when this stuff was a little bit more heavy, mm-hmm. um when it was actually like going on a on a regular basis. Like I was hearing stuff left and right from either other even other people, not even yourself. So I'd be like, "Yo, there's still people talking and for what?" Um, yes, that's my reaction. Um, but, uh, it's interesting and I don't mean this as a criticism at all, but like this is many years later Mm -hmm. and you are just now starting to go, I got to stop living in that fear of the spotlight of the, what if I am given a position? What if I am in front of people? Like you are just now coming through that. I remember there was a time like. Um, outreaches have always been heavy in my heart. I love street outreaches. I love to go out there and, and see the people in the community, give their hearts to the Lord, see them smile, see like stuff like that really like drives me. And I remember when Nicole and I started to really dream these dreams and envision like doing more outreaches, like the Easter outreach and different things. The me- Oh, it was the men's. Yeah. So it was the men's thing. So we were like, we need we need a men's conference in our we church. We are losers. I know. We're like such losers. But we were like dreaming. We sit and dream like the men need something to do. They deserve something to yeah. do. Yeah. And we're dreaming for the men in our church. Let's do a men's conference <laughs> uh, for the men in our church. Like the first men's conference in our church so that we can really like elevate our men, lift them up and, and, and just be good to the men of our church. And I remember saying to Nicole, uh, then just make sure my name is not put in it because then I don't want my name to ruin it. 
And I remember just saying, I'll dream with you. We'll plan this together. We'll work on this together. We'll, I'll do all the work with you. We'll do this together. Just don't let anybody know I am a part of it because my name is going to ruin it. And I remember like that is how I thought for a long time. And then sometimes it would weigh so heavy that I'm like, then I won't do anything because then I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. And it was this back and forth, back and forth of that. And, and that is, you know, um, it's church hurt. It's it that is the reality of being around people. Yes. And being around people who need Jesus desperately mm-hmm. is that sometimes you're around people who are hurting, who are not healed, mm-hmm. and who are in need of Jesus and not sitting at his feet. Yeah. And so you end up dealing with people on a regular basis who are not holy. Mm-hmm. They're not san- they're not yet sanctified. Yeah. They're not yet <laughs> purified and some of them aren't even are not even seeking that. Yeah. They're not seeking to better themselves. They're seeking for somebody to be better for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that is not a criticism. The church is a public place open to the sick who need a doctor. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is, though, like even people who they tell you with lifeguards, if you're a lifeguard, let them drown a little bit before you try to save their lives. Otherwise, they're going to take you down. Uh, you mm-hmm. can't do that at church. <clears throat> you can't just let them drown a little bit and then like, you know, whatever. Sometimes you 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 get a punch in the face. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had a strange dream last night. I just remembered it. <laughs> um, but that that's the reality yeah. of being with people. Mm-hmm. For, forget that it's called church. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just thinking of other things too. Oh, wow. Man, there's a lot of... There's leadership you know abuse like different things we've talked we talked about before going on you know um sometimes leaders don't make the best decisions because we are all man yes we're all we're all people we're all people and sometimes leadership don't doesn't make the best decisions and then many people get hurt by it yes um and and you are one of those many people who are then getting hurt because of a decision a leader made yeah and you know in the best that they could in the situation that they could or maybe not maybe yeah. they messed up big time because that happens because that happens news flash news i'm flash. not jesus no and like news and, flash. and neither is our pastors and nope. and so um but leadership making you know abusing their power abusing mm-hmm. their authority and then making decisions because of what looks better yes and the, then, the appearance of man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you being a part of some connected to what this decision was. And it affects you. It affects you. Very much. I realized years later I had many people who didn't like me because of a decision that was made. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know. Didn't even know. Don't you love it when you don't know that you're the talk of the town and you're like, wait a second, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and it hurts. I remember when I was, when I first started coming here to this church, um, I was young and I was young in the Lord and I realized like there was something in me that realized, oh, I should start coming on a Sunday, not just a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. There was something like a hunger in me that realized like, wait a second, if I want to be devoted to God, maybe I should come on Sunday as well. Yeah. Not just, you know, youth group. Um, and I'm not saying the Bible says that, but that is what I felt drawn to do. So I came on a Sunday, my very first Sunday, and I was like, I'm in it for the the long haul when is sunday school when is everything so i came for sunday school that particular sunday they were talking about how people dress and if you know me i am the most well-dressed and well put together person on the planet and especially as far as gender roles are concerned i make sure to be wearing skirts and dresses all of the time 
Um, no, I'm not a dress person. I'm not a skirt At person. All. I like to hammer things. I like to be ready to move trash to the curb. She at any barely point in time. wears heels. Like my shoes are this high and it hurts my back. Um, so I don't, I'm just, I've never been that person and I'm so sorry if that really offends you. However, um, that particular Sunday morning, they, it was a little bit more old school mm-hmm. back then. And uh-huh. they were talking about how, what you should and should not be wearing to church. And here I was in the summer. It was August, I think. <coughs> um, only a couple months after I really started getting serious with the Lord and very young in Christ. I didn't grow up in church, though I was still young at that time. Um, and they were like, if you are coming to church, you shouldn't come to church with shorts on. And the one lady is like, yeah, I get on my husband. He tried to come to, to church with shorts on today. And, uh, she's like going on and on and on. And I am there in khaki shorts Uh because it's August and it was hot out. And that's what you wear outside when it's hot out, Mm -hmm. especially with somebody who doesn't, you know, I don't, I didn't wear a skirt. Um, and so I just, I went to church with shorts on and there's stairs that go up and then come around and then come back up to go to the sanctuary. That day I was walking up and I really thought about going straight out Mm -hmm. rather than up the stairs again to go to the sanctuary because I recognized I'm not meeting their standard. Yeah. Um, and that really, really hurt me because mm-hmm. I thought like, oh, I found something. I have found God and he wants me. Yeah. And then I go to my first, it wasn't my first Sunday. It was my second Sunday. There was a first Sunday that I went for like a, a concert, um, with the Holmes family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, if church is like this, I'm coming every week. Lit. Yeah. yeah, it's lit. It's it, lit. It wasn't after that. But anyway, um, <laughs> when they were not there, it wasn't as awesome as I thought it was. Um, and so I, I went to go out the doors because I was like, I thought I found an accepting God. Yeah. Like I thought I found somebody who wanted me and they are saying I'm not it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it was the spirit of God. He spoke to me and he said, no, you belong here. Yeah. That was the spirit of God mm-hmm. because anybody else would have walked out the doors. Yeah. And they would have been I like, left, I'm done. I left for a little bit. I left the, our, the church that you know there was a lot of talk going on i left for a little bit for a few months yeah i can't remember how many months i left but i left for a little bit because i was hurt i was very hurt at that time the talk was because i was divorced you know Uh i was in an unhealthy relationship i married someone i shouldn't have married and um, not the one she's married to right now though people you know they people talk about whether you're a married woman or not people will still talk about your husband yes and yes yeah yeah but i had walked away from the lord got in a relationship that was very unhealthy and i married a man that god warned me about many times and i ignored it um and just lived according to my flesh and i married this man i realized it's no good it's very not good it's very bad a lot of uh different things happened we're now in a divorce and now i realized there's a lot of talk going around about me divorcing yeah. and me being a single mom and you know whether or not which like side note mind your business if you're not if you're not her pastor and you're not her counselor you're not her mom or like spiritual accountability partner mind your business if you don't know the deal shut up yeah if you have not walked it in my shoes please 
If you don't know the cost. If you don't know the story, you yeah. can't have an opinion on the story. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. The scripture says that you need to know both sides. The first yes. side always seems right until you hear the second side. Mm-hmm. So that's a side note for those of you who have... Uh, been part of hurting somebody else, which we all have, like, shut up. Yeah, I mean, we've had to tell each other sometimes. We we might get animated about a thing and like, oh, wait, hold on. We don't know the other side. Yeah. Like, like so it is... This is all made up in our heads. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm having a perspective right so now. So we understand that, but at the same time, the reality is when you do take sides like that, you, yeah. do, you do cause church hurt, you cause pain. Yes. And I was already a broken person. I was in very unhealthy relationship just got divorced, now a single mom, going from house to house, almost living in a shelter, and then I have many people talking junk about me because I'm a single mom yeah. divorced. And whether or not it was valid to be divorced. Right. And whether and nobody or not, knows nobody knows the behind no. the scene. They was don't... he really abusive to her? Yeah, there Did he really the... did oh, he I'm really really Sorry, cheat bro. on her? Um like they were then trying to evaluate my story. Yeah. And whether I had the right to be divorced or not. Right. And it's like, guys, I'm broken. Like, were you in the bedroom? No. So, sh- like... I'm broken. And I'm, I'm a single mom now. And I'm almost living at a shelter. And, uh... and Like, do you want to pay my bills? Can you t- pay my telephone bills? So I left the church. That was one, one incident that I left the church. Yeah. I went... But I didn't leave the church. I went to another church. Okay? <laughs> Don't ever leave God. But I left this church Mm -hmm. and I went to another church and I was only there for a few months and the Lord really rebuked me there at that and there was nothing wrong with that church right but God was like this is not where I have you this is not where I want you this is not the house I have you for have Mm -hmm. have for you and so I had to submit to God come back to what I thought it stopped I think is it coming back video off hold on pause let's see can you hear us though? Are oh, you asking Mario? Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. I can't do no more. <laughs> the thing in the middle is stopping me from being able to go more. Oh, you know why? Why? Because somebody called me. I wonder if I need to press. Yes, I can hear you, he said. Okay, hold on, live audience. Give us a second. Can you see us now? I can see from there. This airplane mode? No. No! I just ruined it again. I'm mad at her for how she says the... What is that? It what was Facebook. That? It was Facebook, guys. All right, can you hear me now? Can you hear I'm us her. now? Shamla Hamla. How do I put on Do Not Disturb? That website person that is really feeling the tugging of the Lord to help yeah, out. Like, come on. You can help out now. He says, I see you now. How do I do do not disturb? It says, I see you. Mario saying he sees you. All right, but like, I don't focus. So all that to say. Focus. That's what he said. Focus. Oh. Focus. Automatic, it says, Mario. Hold on, guys. Now you can see. I'm sorry. How much of a diet I need to go in? It's because of the circle thing down there. I if I put it on airplane mode, if I do that, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Hi, thanks, Miriam. Thanks for watching us. 
She says, yes, I can hear you now, or I can see you now. Good. Awesome. Praise God. Go ahead. Go for All it. Right, so anyway, I leave the church. God rebukes me, and I realize I had to come back to where he wanted me because there's a reason why he wanted yeah. me here. And though that really hurt, and when I came back here, there was a lot of talk about me being that divorced woman, about whether or not I had, you know, biblically, you know, I did it right, you know, was it a sin to divorce? Was it this, this, and that? Yeah. And from there, really, it was the start of many unlike, uh, you know, not good, really, like, a lot of talk. No, that's that's talk. Mm-hmm. And, like, talk really does damage. Scripture even tells us that. But there, there's other things that have happened in churches um, that is worse than talk. Oh, yeah. Now, there there is spiritual abuse where somebody, you know, that somebody who's an authority will tell you to do stuff. And it's, and it's just, like, spiritually wrong. It's mm-hmm. not in the word. They yeah. call it spiritual abuse. And so it's manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even in the Bible. And that that's spiritual abuse. There's also physical abuse. There's been, you know, you see all throughout the news in the Catholic Church about yeah. there being sexual abuse, um, mm-hmm. being rampant and prevalent in places of faith, in, in buildings of faith. Um, because, you know, there's kids. And just like the Boy Scouts, there's huge scandals often because there's kids there and that's where predators like to go. Um, and so like talk is, you know, one day you'll get over it. Praise God, hopefully prayerfully, if you actually give it over to the Lord, stuff like that though, like the, the physical, spiritual, sexual abuse that can happen at churches, um, in any place that you meet, that's, it's, it's damaging to people. And I think you, we do have to remember that it is in any place that you meet. And yes. so, you it, know, any place that there is people, that stuff can happen. We hear stories of it happening in public schools, in high schools, in elementary schools, high school teachers. While, while one of the training videos that you have to watch to help prevent those types of things from happening. One of the training training videos was saying how there was an incident that happened right in front of the teacher and the teacher didn't know that something bad was happening. This was in front of lots of people. Wow. And it happened right in front of her face. And it's because you don't, <clears throat> if you're not looking for signs, you don't know that that's what's happening at that very moment. And with that, though, we don't stop sending our kids to school. No. We don't, we don't stop, just stop living. You might find a different school. Yeah, that's what you do. Because some, some this, church, ain't, this school ain't it. Some churches, no. Maybe there is abuse happening in that church. Uh, real, serious, crazy abuse. Mm-hmm. And so you don't stop going to church, but you find that other church, like you find that other school. Yeah. Uh, you don't, if something happens in a family, a family member does something to your kid, you don't completely cut people out of your life. You just change your circle. Yeah. You just move away. You yeah. just something. Um, they say, they say, um, if if giant did you wrong and like gave you the wrong price yeah. or gave you a rotten fruit, you're not gonna stop shopping for groceries. No. You might go to a different giant or you might complain, but you're gonna go back to it eventually. Yeah. That's it. You don't give up. Um I I just think it's important to know like you're gonna you're gonna get hurt. Yeah. You probably are gonna get hurt because there's people. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing to know is that you do need to find a church that is healthy. Yeah. Um, spiritually healthy is obviously one of the most important things. Do they teach the Bible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they actually teach the Bible? Um, 
do they believe in what is in the Bible? You know, the power, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Do they believe in the Word of God? Um, those are going to be your top things. And then also, are they are they relationally healthy? Because God cares about that. Mm-hmm. Um, not are they perfect? Because you will not find a perfect church. Could you find uh, that list of what was wrong in the church church of Corinth, yeah. the church hurt that mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. You won't find a perfect church. It's not going to happen. No. Because you haven't found the perfect person. And um, who was it? Who was it that said this? I don't know. I don't know who was it. It was me. It probably because I was watching Billy Graham. I think a lot of things ended up coming up from him. Uh-huh. So I, it's, it's crazy that it was him. But I feel like he was saying that you're, he said something like, you're not going to find a perfect church. And if you did, the day oh. that you entered in. No, it was Tiff. It was Tiff who said yeah, it? Yeah. He was like, you won't find the perfect church. If you do, you better not go there because you're going to ruin it when you walk in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't exist. And even Jesus, the 12, the 12 that he called, they were not perfect people. No, they were not. They were not perfect people. So it doesn't exist. So if you are unhappy with the the stuff that happens in churches, with the church hurt, and, um, you know, it really pushes you away from church because of all the hypocrites and the filth that you've either experienced yourself or hear about in churches... So in the Bible. <laughs> so what the Bible had said was. What the Bible says. Um, in the church of the of Corinth. Paul being the like pastor of this church. Okay. So the Corinthian church. Paul being the pastor of the church. Believers in Corinth were choosing sides. Concerning who was the best spiritual leader. Some said Paul, some said Peter, some said Apollos, and the really spiritual people said, I only follow Jesus. In the Corinth church, a regular attendee of the church was sleeping with his father's wife. Everyone who attended the church knew about it, but no one was doing anything about it. Some were arrogant and bragging about it. I think that is great. That's wonderful. In the Corinth church, Paul's church, Church members were racing each other to courts of law because they couldn't settle their disputes between one another inside the church. In Corinth's church, there were major arguments over who should eat what kind of food and why. In the church of Corinth, people were getting drunk at communion or the equivalent of a church potluck dinner. I know that sounds hard to believe, but you could look it up 1 Corinthians 11. We haven't even touched on problems like worship services, Mm-hmm. that were pretty strange spiritual gifts spiritual <laughs> pride arguments about dating and incorrect views of the resurrection that is so funny it it, it makes it when you generalize it like that because when you read the bible you're like okay i shouldn't be yoked to an unbeliever but when you generalize it to be no this was they were arguing about what who you could date yeah or and who you could be married to or what like they were arguing about that kind of thing and they had paul as their leader. They had an apostle. They had Paul as their spiritual leader. Uh-huh. And this was church hurt. How many people are how many people do you think got hurt by yeah. all these incidences? Right. Sleeping with their father's wife like like you you hear about that story and you're like, "Man, that that guy was messed up that he slept with his stepmom." And then you're like, "Man, that stepmom." And then he, but you don't think about how the, there was some somebody who's a hurt. A husband. A husband and a father involved with that 
in the church like someone who's hurt someone who um is betrayed someone who feels humiliated and shame they're arrogant about it and then yeah and they are staying at church Mm-hmm. So Paul deals with the situation. I mean, like, you know, he kicks him out for a moment and then he repents and they bring him back. Um, but this is stuff. This is real, real life. Mm-hmm. Court hearings, run into court over issues. Yeah. Uh, sleeping with his stepmom. Worship. Uh, worship issues. Spiritual gift issues. What are you allowed to eat? What are you not allowed to eat? But they're eating this and blah, blah, blah. Like these were. This. Which one of the pastors you like and don't like? You know, pretty much. I like the... Miriam said he was a weirdo sleeping with his stepmom. Yeah. Miriam says our, our focus should be on Jesus, not on man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. These these people had, you know, they're, they were all confused and yeah. putting their focus on all kinds of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a very good leader. And Paul is not saying, okay, let's all shut down and let's all go our separate ways. Yeah, no. Let's that all is, shut down. That's what's wild. That is, yeah. He's like, let's work this out according to what the Bible says that we should do. What did it say instead of, it taught him, he didn't shut it down. Oh, so. What was the exact yeah. It says, wording? ready, finally. Because it's really good. Finally, and the most challenging thing to the writer, Paul let them continue to operate even though they were making mistakes. If I had started a church that that later went crazy with spiritual gifts, I think I would have been tempted to write to them, everybody stop, you're doing it all wrong, just cut it out until I get there, then we'll talk about it. But instead, Paul said, tongues are good, prophecy is good, and don't forbid them. Even though they were doing it wrong, the answer to the misuse of spiritual gifts isn't to shut them down, it is to teach them up. That's fire. It's fire. That's straight fire. Church hurts exists and existed even uh, in the you know in the Bible. Yeah, it's a real thing, and that doesn't mean you shut down. You teach it up. You teach it up. You use it. You use it for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You use it to grow. You use it to get stronger. You use it to make yourself a better person. Yeah. You know what can hurt you. You know what people have done to you. Let me make sure I don't ever do that to somebody else. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that you shut it down. No. It also doesn't mean that you stay in the place. No. That if there's some if there's some legitimate and can we encourage you to go to see um, Tiff Shuttlesworth his channel on on YouTube and look up five reasons to leave a church. Yeah. Five legitimate reasons to leave a church. That will tell you like this is the reason why you should leave a church and then he's gonna do five legitimate reasons why you shouldn't leave your church. Yeah. Um, why not to leave the church Mm -hmm. so there are some legitimate reasons if they're not teaching the word of god if there is abuse there and not the abuse that um the they're teaching your children at at school like it's abuse if you're told that you have to eat your broccoli um like grow up yeah or in magalis's words grow Grow a pear pear. (laughs) it's a literal pear but that was really funny she literally talked about growing pears growing fruit eventually Uh at the end but i think it was a play on words um but there there are legitimate reasons for you to leave a church please don't be that person who you stay in a place because you feel like that is your commitment to god that's not your commitment to god get out Mm -hmm. if if there is spiritual abuse if there's physical abuse sexual abuse if there is abuse abuse if they are not teaching the word of god 
if they are teaching whatever it is they feel like teaching, if they are abusing you from a platform, they are belittling you in a way that really is affecting your family, where your family does not see who God is anymore because of what's going on from the pulpit, hightail it out of there Mm -hmm. and find a Bible-believing church. Yes. That's on period de te. Amen. Mm -hmm. That being said. All that to say. Don't, Don't turn away from the Lord. Don't turn away from the Lord. Do I need to go to church? Absolutely. Yes, you need to you need to go to church. There is stuff that happens in the uh, assembling of the saints that doesn't happen when you're alone in your room mm-hmm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. There is just there is an element to us being together that God does something. We're gonna share with you a couple of the verses that we read because they're really really good. Um, but one thing that Tiff says in his previous broadcast is the word church is ecclesia or ecclesia, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. Um, it is from two different words. One is ek, the other one is kaleo. Ek meaning out from, kaleo means called. Um, and I only have that memorized because I used to be in a band called kaleo. We thought we were so cool. Uh, We were. And no, we can't find the recordings, so don't ask. Um, Many of you have asked for them, but those don't exist anymore, apparently. Uh, So it is literally called out from. People who are called out. People who are set apart. Um, That is the ecclesia or ecclesia, however you say it. Um, but the word church is referenced in the New Testament 114 times. Mm-hmm. And it is, that means that it's mentioned a whole lot. It is mentioned in four different ways. And again, this is taking teaching directly from Tiff Shuttlesworth uh, in his, um, what was that titled? A, a YouTube video. Do Christians... Uh, do I need to go to church to, to be, be a, a Christian? Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that the word church references, one, the worldwide church. So when church is used in the Bible, let's go all the way back to the original language. When ecclesia or ecclesia is used in the New Testament, it is referencing, one, the worldwide church, two, the regional church, three, the local church, And number four, a group of believers, a group of Christians that were assembled together. So think of when you think of the word church, there's the the church whole. Mm -hmm. And then there's the church like the church in the Lehigh Valley. Mm -hmm. And then there's the church like the church that we are in right now. And then there's the church meaning like we are the church. Yeah. When we come together, we're the church. Mm -hmm. So when churches reference ecclesia or ecclesia when it's referenced in the new testament those are the four ways that it is used and so worldwide church no you can't go to worldwide church (laughs) regional church no it doesn't exist local church this church uh like it's it is talking it's talking about the church whole in bethlehem no you can't go there either no you can't go to a group of Christians assembled together. You are the church. However, when you are assembled together, you are in a place. Yes. I hate to break it to you, but you are in a place. Yeah. Um, so do you need to go to church? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to go to church. And and he makes a very clear point. We're uh, not talking about for your salvation. No. Not mm-hmm. for your salvation. Um, 
there are going to be many people in hell who went to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that, it's sobering. Mm-hmm. There's going to be many people in hell who went to church every single Sunday. Some of them might have been pastors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them might have been priests, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not your denomination that saves you. It's not your church attendance that saves you or your lack of attendance. Think about the shut-ins, people who yeah. cannot go to church. Mm-hmm. Um that's not what saves you what saves you is have you repented and have you put your faith in jesus christ has he are you blood-bought yeah if you are Mm -hmm. you're a christian you are saved Mm -hmm. um what will help you stay a christian yeah and be on fire for the lord be encouraged it says that jesus came for us to have abundant life yes and for you to be able to live that abundant life, it is what you would be able to do once you've come and assembled because we are part of one body. Yeah. There are things that happens when we come together that makes us function at our fullness. Yes. Um, and not only that, but also like our great commission is to let the people know around us about Jesus and they can only really know when mm-hmm. they see the body united. And so you're not the bible says they will know you by your love if you're united they will know you by your love and that's how they will know that's that how God they exists. would know and that is our great commission yes that's what we're commissioned to do so a part of all of our purpose um here is to to let the people around us know about jesus about his love and his yeah. goodness and spiritually scripturally it says it's when we unite yes so if we don't unite we are then lacking and not doing one of our, you know, one of our missions, one of yes. our purposes yep. by letting the world know. So there is something that we get when we unite, when we yeah. come together, when we assemble, when we gather, that we wouldn't get just if I just sit at home saying, I love you, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And I think there are some, there are some characteristics to a church assembling um these are the characteristics to the church assembly that you need um to help grow you spiritually um so one i would say there is the aspect of accountability Mm -hmm. um so there was the story about the man who was sleeping with his stepmother in scripture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in that story paul goes yo and you're arrogant and you're, and you're boasting about it. Disgusting. I am. I hear that there is a man sleeping with his father's wife. So it was a stepmother, and or stepmother, father's wife, father's wife. Or a man so has his father's wife. I'm gonna assume that it's a stepmother, but maybe it's just not. You know what I mean? Like how they sometimes they married more than one woman. I don't know. But anyway, and he goes, and you're arrogant about it. You're boasting about it. Uh, so they're in the church. As meeting together, there is an element of accountability and there is an element of an overseer watching over you, watching over your souls. Scripture talks Mm -hmm. about that. When you are in a house church with you and your family, I am sorry, but there's nobody watching over you. If you have nobody to answer you and you have no shepherd, everybody needs a shepherd. Uh, One one version does say stepmother. Okay. Mm-hmm. That I was I'm like sorry. wondering why is that you in keep my saying head? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, does the Bible say stepmother? Because I know it also says the father's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an element of accountability that you don't have when you are just hanging out in your room with Jesus. Yeah. And there's an element of accountability um, when because Scripture talks about 
Uh, I should not say, look at that speck at your eye when mm-hmm. I have a plank sticking out of my eye. Mm-hmm. And then it says, first, take the plank out of your eye and then talk to your brother yep. about the speck. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say never talk about the speck. It says, first, worry about your own self. Yeah. Um, then go to your brother about that. So that is the element of this mutual accountability mm-hmm. and also a shepherd overseeing How else will iron sharpen iron? Oh, duh. <laughs> like, yeah. How else will I iron like, sharpen I iron? I love how we, like, go to study this stuff, and I'm like, yo, I'm drawing a blank. Why do you need to go to church? Uh-huh. Like, I know nothing. Uh-huh. But then when we start talking. Holy Ghost starts, yeah. starts talking. <laughs> it starts to f- rivers of living, living water. Li- water, sorry. Will flow out of you. Good job. Living life, too. The fountain of life. There you go. It's the fountain of life and rivers of living water. Good job. It's a little bit of both. Um, so you were right in one sense and then wrong in the other. <laughs> and I will not be offended for and she won't be hurt. She won't be hurt about it. Um, so there's some characteristics that you find when you go to church is accountability. Everybody put accountability in the comments. That is one of the characteristics. Another one is, first of all, uh, sorry, I missed this, but the Bible says when you get together. Oh yeah. There's when. So this is this is all under that, but when you get together, meaning it's telling you you need to get together. When. So if God says when, there's an assumption that you will. That you will. That error for you to understand that I'm telling you to. Yeah. Uh there's a when that means you're gonna. Mm-hmm. Um Jesus said as oft as you eat the bread and drink the wine, you know, you are you are remembering me. You're telling of my death mm-hmm. um, as oft, meaning you're going to do it oft mm-hmm. in often. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are those are two specific things. Also, Hebrews in 10, uh, chapter 10, verse 25 says, can you find it? Can you th- as do not clear as day. Do not forsake Hebrews the gathering 10, together 25. as some of you are in something in something. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So he's saying, don't forsake gathering together. Don't stop going to church. And be very clear, the Bible doesn't talk about church as the building. We understand. But the Bible does talk about the gathering together of the saints. And so we, in our American culture, know we are going to church. That is church. He's saying, don't neglect the gathering together of the saints. Mm -hmm. We do that at a church. Yeah. And so when we say go to church, we're saying go to the assembly together of the saints. Yeah. So your assembly should have the characteristics of accountability. The next one that this says, because it says very specifically, don't forsake the gathering together um, as some are in the habit of doing. But then it says what? Well, one, ver- one version says for you guys to be able to learn and be encouraged. So one version talks about the two. I don't know. Does this one say learn as well? Neglect meaning some people do, but encourage one. So it kind of leaves out the learn, this version. But one version says to learn and be encouraged. Oh, wait, no, because I'm doing another verse, my bad. Well, hold on. But that, sorry, sorry, sorry. that exists. That's in First Corinthians 14. It's also in Acts. Oh, okay. So the whole scripture is God-breathed. Yes. It is, it's all, it's the whole council So to encourage God. one another. Accountability and encouragement. So your your church gathering should have accountability. It should have encouragement. Mm-hmm. You should be encouraged when you mm-hmm. gather together. Yep. Um, also in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, 42, 
it said all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching so a characteristic was teaching Mm -hmm. another characteristic was fellowship another characteristic was sharing in meals which we talked about the lord's supper Mm -hmm. and prayer Mm -hmm. so there was this idea of when i come together with a group of believers there should be teaching yep there should be fellowship we should share in meals and the Lord's Supper, and there should be prayer. Yeah. Um, you don't fellowship in a meal with nobody. Mm-mm. Like, this is these were characteristics of what happened at the early meetings. Mm-hmm. And also 1 Corinthians. We want to tell First that Corinthians one. 1 Corinthians 14. All right, so 1 Corinthians 14, 31. 1 Corinthians. If your church should not be a social club, your church should not be a political club. Your church should be a place where the word of God is opened and the spirit of God is present and evident in every single service, everything that you do. If you're getting together at a home church in a basement with three of your family members and you're like, I mean, you're missing out. You're missing out. You got to move on, like move mm-hmm. up. Church mm-hmm. church also grows. Yes. I don't like that can be how uh you start you I'm, there's start many somewhere. men and women of god who started I, I don't know who it is my husband told me it was somebody he went to go see at a men's conference who i think they started in their trunk like they opened their trunk yeah or that's their garage some, it was their garage i was gonna say that's something that we would pull we would but like they would like I'm meet with church funding if from my trunk yes you but you are i know but you are i know that's what i'm saying but i my husband was telling me about some he went to a men's conference where there was like hundreds maybe even more than hundreds of men there and this man was sharing his testimony where I think it was he started from his garage. That's awesome. And it's so like you start small sometimes. Like people start, start small. And it, it, so it's not about knocking being no, small, but you just, not. God never leaves you small. Mm-hmm. And he always multiplies and expands and increases. And if you're still small after a year, you missed it. And come on, get accountability and get encouragement from a local church body. Mm-hmm. Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 31. In this way, all who prophesy will have a turn to speak one after the other so that everyone will learn, so that everyone will learn and be encouraged. Yeah, so that's the that's learning and encouragement. We talked about that through the other verse as well. Mm-hmm. And then 1 Corinthians 14, 26 tells you some of the things that should be happening during the, these services. When you meet, mm-hmm. one will sing, another will teach, Another will tell some special revelation God has given. One will speak in tongues and another will interpret what is being said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. So there's a strengthening. There's an encouragement. There's a learning. There's and you hear you read how in another meaning not one person is going to be doing all this. Oh, amen. Yes. Right. Not one person. So I have heard a lot of some people saying, you know, God knows my heart. And Which he I, does, praise yeah, God. Mm-hmm. And I've accepted him, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior, and that's enough. That's what's going to get me into heaven. Yeah. That's enough. And here you read church, fellowship, uh, the body. There are different elements to it, different functions that for you to live the life that God, that Jesus died for you to live. Yes. You love Jesus. He died for this stuff. Yeah. And so here you see it's not something that can happen with just you alone. No, it's not something that can happen with you just knowing the fact that Jesus 
exists and I love him and but I won't go to church and I won't fellowship because people stink. I won't go to church because people stink. I won't go to church because people hurt me. I won't go to here because people I because, won't go I won't go because people. Mhm. Yeah. And here you read this is why you need you need the body. Yep. You need the body to be able to have all of this, all that God has for you, to be able to to grab hold of all that it is. Yeah. All that he has for for you to learn from, from you to learn from other people. There are many things that has happened to me that has hurt me and I go, "Oh, but I realized this about myself." Yeah. I realize I'm still struggling in fear. Yeah. Oh no, Vanessa, you better stop that. Yep. I realize things about myself be going through those things. Because of the iron that's sharpening iron. Yeah. Because, and also like, how can you bear with another, you know how it says bear, bear, mm-hmm. bear with one another's grievances, mm-hmm. um, uh, bear one another's burdens. Yeah. But it says like bear with one another. You, well, you don't have to do that. If you're just around the people that you like. It's too easy um, to just stay home and away from people. We do that sometimes. It's too easy. I, I mean, mean, we still... I mean, I come to church. But we have our, our one. Like, Jesus had yes. his one. We have our one. I'm um, like... Uh, we have not I, stopped church. I would like to rest today. Can we just watch a sermon, please? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's so important. And those characteristics, uh, that is what should be evident in your church. Yes. There should be there should be a, a shepherd watching over your soul. Mm-hmm. N- not asking you how much money you make. There, there are people who are trying to get up in your business. Yeah. We're not talking about a shepherd that holds your hand because you need to go to the grocery store and you were having a, a panic attack. Mm-mm. We're talking about a shepherd who watches over your soul. It, it, are they listening to the spirit of God? And are they watching over your soul? Are they watching over their flock? Um, there's a shepherd who's watching over you. There's there's mutual accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the aspect of learning yeah. from the word, from somebody who maybe has more experience in the word than you. Yeah. Um, and then there's the aspect of encouragement. Did I leave today encouraged? Was I uplifted? I think that something um, I had to learn is in this in church, you can have the encouragers and the gossipers. And so in that church, so when God called me back and said, you're, you're not where I want you, it was I came back to some people not liking me. Mm-hmm. And so why would God call me back to a church where there was going to be people who didn't like me, people who were going to hurt me and people who may gossip? Yeah. And once I've chose to listen and obey and come back and then really, God, I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm not here for nobody else, but for you. I then was able to change my perspective, get out of my head, get out of my emotions. And then I was able to see, oh, snap, there are people there God has for me to learn from. Yes. To grow from. Yep. And so once I was able to stop getting all up in my emotions, there was people there that god go wait but you you're so busy looking over here but did you see so and so have you have you really sat and talked with nicole 
Mm. Have you really sat and talked with like at that time, especially it was Pastor Kerry Holmes. It mm. was people in that were connected to this church. Yeah. Um, relationships that I started to, you know, grow in in this church that I wasn't doing before because right. I was so church hurt. So, and, and so focused on the negative. Yes. And, and if you're not careful, you'll only see the negative. Because that's what the enemy wants for you. Mm-hmm. He wants you to get discouraged. He wants you to pull away from the, the body that could... The function is to encourage you. Yeah. So he wants you to be discouraged and, and get yourself attached and around and caught up in the discouragement. Yeah. And the church is not what I expected it to be. It is actually what you expected to it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just didn't find the right people yet because the enemy's trying to uh, pull you up before you even gotten got grounded because mm-hmm. that's what the parable of the sower is all about there's people who receive christ with joy yeah but before it even has time to get it its roots down the the bird comes and yeah or the sun scorches it because of the troubles mm-hmm. that's the whole point of the what the devil's trying to do in your life yeah and yeah sometimes the avenue is through the church i'm so sorry to tell you because there's only because there's people in the church yeah the real church the mm-hmm. one that we're talking about from scripture it's not like that Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It, the real church is nothing like that it encourages you it keeps you accountable it watches over your soul the spirit of god is evident and present to give you a right now word yeah. that will breathe life into you and the the paul who's preaching about who you know what church is supposed to look like the paul that's preaching to the corinth or telling the corinth what spiritual gifts are supposed to look like is the same person who was not who was saul so i feel yeah. like you have to recognize that you know we're we are all a mess so, yeah. You know what I mean? And yes, we are. And God met Paul, Saul, and well, trans- I'm not a mess anymore. No, we're not anymore. But no, I don't act the way that I'm supposed to sometimes. <laughs> I was I was shaking up the I was shaking up the sodas at the church picnic yesterday. Don't tell anybody. You put it in live. You posted it, it was, live. Was that yesterday? Yeah. You posted it. was really live. funny, though. But I think that we have to recognize, you know, Paul, uh, who wrote a lot of the Bible, he was a mess. Like, he, he was, was no good. And so there are going to be people in churches that are no good, yeah. that are a mess. And, and guess what? God can get a hold of them and transform them. But in the meanwhile, they may hurt you a time or two. They might hurt you and... Maybe God will change them and then you will have to receive them because that's what God does. Yeah. He transforms that's people. That's grace. That's supernatural. That's the power and work of God. When you were talking about how people like uh, you realized you needed to learn something about yourself because yeah. of the people. It reminded me of the scripture that talks about the wheat and the weeds uh-huh. or the wheat and the tares. And yeah. it says this in uh, Matthew chapter 13. Hey, yeah. Verse 24. Sorry, Here's, say that again, Matthew. What? Uh, I was all up in my head. <laughs> She's a Matthew 13, verse 24. Here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. Let me pause right there. The Spirit of God is showing me and reminding me. There are wolves among the sheep Uh so there are wolves with sheep clothing on Mm -hmm. the enemy disguises himself like an angel of light so you will find yourself uh i think i don't remember the scripture verse but there is a scripture that talks about 
um, many of them have gone out from you, meaning there are people of uh, that teach false doctrines that came out from among you. Mm-hmm. Um, these people were among you. So many of them came out from among you. So there are wolves in sheep's clothing. The enemy disguises himself like an angel of light. And then there are people who were once in the assembling of the saints and they are teaching false doctrine and they come out from among you. Yeah. You're, they're one of you. Mm-hmm. So you think. I want you to know that yes, there is no perfect church. And yes, there will be people planted in your midst by the devil himself mm-hmm. to get you off track, to get you off course, and to try to set a wildfire. Yeah. That, that is the reality of scripture. Mm-hmm. There are wolves in sheep clothing. Mm-hmm. They are among you. Mm-hmm. the enemy disguises himself like an angel of light don't please don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices and schemes no. he's gonna try so you have to recognize you have to discern between good and evil what is god and what is not mm-hmm. and make sure you separate the two this is not of god it's happening in my church it's not of god the devil is doing it mm-hmm. and it needs to be completely separated from god's doing yeah and what god is trying to do in my life yeah um so it says when the crop began to grow and produce grain the weeds also grew because remember it says that night as the worker slept his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat and then slipped away when the crop began to grow and produce grain the weeds also grew The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds? They asked. No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds tie them into bundles and burn them and to put the wheat in the barn. Sometime the wheat grows up with the tares. Mm -hmm. The wheat grows up with the weeds. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're both present at the same place. Mm -hmm. Judas was among Jesus's 12 disciples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel good. No. Jesus was good to him to the very end. Friend. But he was like imposter. Yeah. That's what that meant. Yeah. I was like, he called him friend and then I was like, oh, wait a second. But he, he didn't kick him out. No, he didn't. He kept him around. He kept him around. Well, that Judas was needed for Jesus to fill his, his, his purpose. Judas was needed for him to fill, fulfill his purpose. Without Judas, there wouldn't have been a betrayer. Like yeah. there was, he needed a betrayer. And um, there, there, you know, for Joseph... <laughs> He got higher because people tried to bring him lower. Yeah. I don't I don't know the ins and outs and I'm not going to say God caused it all, but I'm saying like that's the stuff that happened in people's lives and it put a fight in them some of them and some of them it just it ended up bringing them higher. Yeah. Every time that the Israelites were oppressed by foreign enemies, mm-hmm. they multiplied. Yeah. Anytime you've been oppressed by an enemy, anytime somebody has done you wrong, you should take that as as your guarantee for increase. Yeah. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going up. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. coming out. I'm not, like, leaving. Yeah. I'm coming up in God. Yeah. I'm not going down. No. Mm-hmm. Rather than shutting it down, teach it up. Mm-hmm. Teach them up. Rather than hating on God or hating on church or... Yeah. Um, don't let people uh, 
cut out the blessing that God has for you or the relationship God wants with you. Yeah. Because that's what you really are doing. You are short. You're like settling for less than what God really wants for you. Yes. He wants a, a full relationship, a good, healthy relationship, not just. Yeah, I know that you're real, but I don't yeah. like people. <laughs> so I'm going to stay away. I'm going to stay to myself. Church hurt. So I'm going to now turn my back against the church. Yeah. Because church hurt. Yeah. And. Do you need to go to church? Yeah. Because as, again, as Tiff Shuttlesworth said, when you're together, say it's a bunch of twigs together. If you started a fire, you started that fire. It's going really good. If you take one of the twigs out and put it to the side, it's going to extinguish very quickly. Mm-hmm. Two are better than one. Yeah. A cord of three, is, three strands is not easily broken. Mm-hmm. So would you rather be the one strand? Or would you rather be the three strands? I know that when I was a single mom and I came back to to my church, came back and started to really give my heart to the Lord and get out of my feelings. And and it was a process. Um, Sometimes I feel like the we and the tears are both living inside of you. Mm, Inside mm -hmm. of you as a person. Yeah. And so there was a process in me. There was a process in me that I had weeds in there and God growing good things in me. And it was it's all like the, the spirit and the flesh. They contend against yes. each other. And so you have you have to um, learn how to shut down your flesh. Yes. And so it was a process going on with me and being a single mom going through this and coming back to the Lord and being like for real for God, I'm staying in church. Yeah, I'm getting serious with you no matter what it looks like to the left or the right. And no matter what anybody says, because I had to get to the place where I'm here for you, not for people. Yes. And when I started to develop that and get stronger in that, like it really helped me to de- like to grow, to be- to be a better mom. Um, it really helped yeah. me to to just grow in my relationship with the Lord and understand His love for me, no matter what. Yeah. And so I I think that you know when you come to church, when you start being committed to God and all that He wants of you and has for you. Um, you gain a strength that you cannot gain elsewhere. You cannot gain it no other way. Um, When we are together, there is a a power that comes with that. There is a strength that comes with that Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have gotten if I just stood in my room crying to Jesus every day. Yeah. I wouldn't have. It's the truth. Now, when I stood in my room crying to Jesus, singing worship songs, me and my son by myself, it did something to my heart and it softened my heart to yeah. get closer to God, mm-hmm. to draw near to God, but it wasn't enough. And to also go, I, I need, th- I think I need to be in a body of believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it helped me that, yeah. that was, uh, the, the, like the wind that had to come behind me many times. Yeah. And, um, so th- a lot of people, if you are in that situation where you are feeling defeated, you're feeling alone, you're feeling like you can't do it. It is it is that body. Yeah. That's what God is saying. Yep. That's the element you're missing. Uh great you love God. Great that you want to acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior. Great. That's the beginning. Yeah. That's the start. But all of this other stuff, there is so much more that he has for you that he's like, there is more. And what you need, that wind, that fire, that kick, that push. Because yeah. a lot of things that I've done in my life. It was a push from Nicole. It was a push from other men and women in my church. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was that push. It was that push that maybe I wouldn't have had the confidence to do or, you know, even 
you know, any idea. Yeah. Because you get consumed with your life, consumed right. with the situation. Yep. So it is, that is the element that you, that's the very thing that you need. That's the missing. And we haven't even mentioned, what if somebody else needs you? And that. Forget about you. I know it's all about you, but like that maybe somebody needs you. Yeah. What? Like somebody needs. We spent an hour giving you all the reasons why you need it. What about somebody else? Or don't you care? Yeah. Well, sometimes I don't care. And yeah, that's the flesh. That's why I need to get in the church and hear from Holy Ghost because there are people who need you desperately. Mm-hmm. They need to see the God in you. Mm-hmm. The gifting that God put in you. Yeah. Mm, that's good. They need to be encouraged by you. I hope this helped you. If it didn't, don't write us. But if it did, go ahead and tell us in the comments. Um, share with a friend. Share with an enemy. Share with somebody who has not been to church in a very long time. Um, again, we are looking for a web developer for our website, wordonthewayorg um, We are now proud owners of a official domain. Um, but in the meantime, you can check us out at bit.ly slash wordotw. You can check us out at Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, the handle is at WordOTW. If this has blessed you in any way and you would like to be a blessing to our ministry, please, it is not uh, tax deductible at this moment. Um, and maybe it will never be because I don't know if I want a tax exempt anything from the government, but I'll have to look into that. Uh, go to buymeacoffee.com slash WordOTW. You can give in large amounts or small amounts there. Um, finally, what is most important, we want to encourage you today, find a Bible believing church. Mm -hmm. If you don't have one message us, we'd love to, we'd love to look in your area and see, maybe we know somebody in your area. Um, do you have, you want to share a verse? Oh, I mean, go ahead. If you want me. Ephesians 4, 2, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Let's love each other. Make every effort. That yeah. means sometimes it is an effort. It is an effort. Um, we would be foolish to not give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Again, it is not church and going to church that makes you a Christian. Um, it is whether or not you have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I should show it. Um, whether or not you've been... Go, then. Uh, whether or not you've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. If you... I can zoom in on myself so nobody knows that you left. Now that you're saying it. There we go. I'm zoomed. Um, so, if you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now is your opportunity. Please pray this prayer with me. Father... In Jesus' name, I come to you humbly. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to forgive me of my sins, to take my punishment, and that he is alive right now at the right hand of the Father. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit that I would live for you all the days of my life. I want to follow you for the rest of my days. So fill me again, God, that I would live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you very much. Again, if you're watching the replay, go ahead and comment. Uh, it helps the al algorithm send it forth. And you can help us get the gospel out by simply commenting, by simply liking, by subscribing to our channel, Word on the Way 
by going to Instagram, TikTok, and following us. Um, we'd love to see, uh, see your comments and see what God has done in your life. God bless.